Great coaches ask great questions. best days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Welcome to the inaugural episode of On It, Not In It with Todd Eppert, the owner of Focal Point Business Coaching of Ohio. That's a full name, right? Yes. Now that's, that's, that's a mouthful. So what does a business coach do? Uh, business coach really partners with business owners, executives uh, to help them achieve results they can't get on their own. So compare it to the fitness industry. You can, a lot of people can go to the gym and work out by themselves or work out at home and by themselves, but a lot of people need the coach to help them get over the hump they can't get past themselves. Sure, yeah. So that's exactly what a business coach does in a business or with an executive. That's pretty, that's amazing. So yeah. at that point, you're kind of a fitness consultant for small businesses. I'm sure you see a lot of the same thing, right? Same thing. I mean, I love the example of you tying it to, to fitness because I'm sure it's a lot of the same challenges you see and you kind of know what's going to take to be successful. Yeah. I mean, generally all business owners have the same problems in their business. Uh, it comes around, they're either not clear on what they want to do in their business or they're not effective with their time or they don't know how to grow or they don't know how to sell. That's a different, by the way, conversation. Sure. Growth is marketing. Selling is closing. Uh, and then leadership. Sure. No, that's, that's amazing. But now that's experience you've gained over time. I oh, assume. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the time. How did you get into business coaching? So great question. So, um, you know, I, I was an engineer from, from college and went into operations management early and realized very quickly that I liked the people side of business way more than I liked the design or technical side of being an engineer. Sure. So I uh, got into leadership roles um, in organizations, uh, mostly manufacturing. Uh, and leadership roles included like chief operating officer role or vice president of operations role where I would hire a lot of new engineers or supply chain people or manufacturing leaders. And one of my passions was coaching them. So uh, my wife would laugh today, but one of my cliches in life is my best days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Sure. I love that. And so I, I got a passion for helping people grow beyond what they were capable of doing on their own. So when I left the corporate world in 17, um, I had no idea what I was going to do next. And I found out that you could actually do coaching as like a profession and as a business. And so I partnered with Focal Point, which is a franchise business operation. Um, and uh, five years later, or four years later, the rest is history, I guess. That's fantastic. That's how I became a coach. But I mean, you say the rest is history, but I'm sure there's been different, you know, ups and downs in that process. And oh, no, it was perfect from the start. Come on, Nick. Right? <laughs> Day was, one, you're making money and everything's going Yeah, well. it was perfect from the start. And I was an awesome coach from the start. No, that's, that's great. So that that is um, one of the things I do love about Focal Point is they provide a lot of support, a lot of great content, and they taught me how to be a great coach. Uh, and then my clients really helped me get to be a better coach. Every single time I work with a client, they do have all similar challenges, uh, but... Um, Every client has a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And so as a coach, specifically as an engineer degree that became a coach, my job was always solving problems. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've really worked hard at over the last four years is to learn to be a better listener, mm -hmm. to meet my clients where they are, and to really help them drive the business. And then just for me to course correct along the way, rather than being always the idea guy, because that's not, I can't do that. There, I work with too many companies and too many different industries and too many different 
problems. I can't be the answer guy all the time. So you're a professional sounding board with, with different skills and feedback to at least put a different perspective on the problems that business owners are facing. Yeah, great coaches ask great questions. Oh, I love that. And oh. that's really what it comes down to. That's going to be your first sound bit, by the way, in the podcast is great coaches ask great questions. Okay, I like it. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Now, to dig into that too, you went with the franchise. Yeah. So, And with that, they kind of coached you on how to coach. So my question, looking at the franchise model, does it make more sense to just go out and do it yourself? And why did you not make that decision? Why did you choose a franchise? Yeah, so um, it's a great question. So I, I think anytime you start a business, you're going to invest in starting your business. So in the coaching industry, a lot of times you have to write a book or you have to become a national speaker, do a TED talk or something. <laughs> um, and how do you get to that level of expertise? Um, you can take your years of experience, which a lot of people do have, which I had 20 years experience in manufacturing, but I, I didn't want to wait that long. I didn't mm -hmm. want to have to start from scratch. And so when I found the franchise model with, again, great content, which uh, business coaching content, from my perspective, is like taking the best practices of all the books you could have read over the last 40 years and boiling it down into bite-sized chunks that we can work with on a client with every single week. Mm -hmm. So instead of reading the entire book, um, good to great, or reading the entire book, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, or whatever the book is that you're reading, you get a bite-sized chunk of that because it's the best practice that people have learned over the years. So I love having content and I loved having the support of the franchise model. So for me, it was the right fit. That makes perfect and sense. The coaching industry is all about fit. And some people need to be in a franchise and others can do it on their own. Franchising was a good fit for me. No, it makes sense. And even looking at the businesses that were associated with and have been, the franchise model is the recipe for the cake, right? And yeah. it's just making sure you can kind of roll that out and do the cake model. So there's enough support in there that make, make that equation make sense for you. Yeah, absolutely. So as an example, I have a business coach. They come, it comes from my franchise. It's the coach a, has a coach. Yeah, the coach. I believe in business coaching, so I have a coach that, that coaches me on my business. I love that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, from, from that side of it, for sure. So looking at the the book side of it, and that's something we kind of talked a little bit about before, is I could just read these books. I could read E-Myth Revisited and then come back and tell you exactly how to run your business. So why don't people do that? What's, what's the real value in it? So I think the intent when people read a good business book is to take everything they learn and implement it. But the reality is by the time you read the book, you probably only read, you get one or two great points from it. Mm -hmm. And if you take action on it, that's great. But I think one of the big challenges people have is taking the things they learn and implementing it into their day-to-day -day actions. That makes sense. And we'll get into that in the next podcast too. But just to kind of look at the entire, the industry and kind of what your experience has been with it too. I find it, maybe not difficult to believe, but I find it interesting that you can take a ton of different industries and give them roughly the same advice when you see so many different diverse business models. So run me through, what kind of industries do you pick when it comes to your business clients? Yeah, so so I enjoy working, when I'm working with small businesses, I do enjoy small service-based businesses. So sure. I enjoy things like, you know, the two or three person insurance agency or a accounting firm or something like that. Those, those businesses generally need some good business acumen and they need to know how to make the next step in their business. And I don't know the answer, but I know the right questions to ask. That makes sense. And I get them to think in the right different direction. I get them thinking about working on their business instead of in their business. Hence um, the name of the podcast. <clears throat> hence the name of the podcast. It's a great name for a podcast. Right. And if you think about it, a lot of small business owners, they leave the corporate world or whatever, and they start their own business because they want freedom from the corporate chains. And after a couple of years, you're just chained to your business because the business tells you what you have to do and you're working 24 seven. 
it's because you need to work more on your business instead of in your business. Not in so, your business. So I'm not sure if I answered that question. No, absolutely. But yeah, and so small service-based businesses are where I really start. Now let's look at the small business. Why? I mean, I'm assuming that you could take this model to P&G and go be a keynote speaker or at another large company. Why do you focus on small business? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, I mentioned in the very beginning that, you know, business coaching and executive coaching. So yeah. I am both a business and executive coach certified in both. Um, I prefer to work with small business companies. I also prefer to work with family businesses and businesses that are growing to maybe transition someday. Um, I, I don't mind working as an executive coach. I have a f- few clients that I've gotten because I do other things and talk and an executive wants me to come in. But that's not really where I want to focus my business. Why? Because I don't like the politics of big companies. And uh, I never worked at a big company when I was growing up in the, in the world, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, as a Cincinnati native, one of the most proud things I can I can tout is on my resume, you will not find General Electric, Procter Gamble, <laughs> Luxottica, Fifth Third, Kroger, or any other Fortune 500 company that exists in Cincinnati, which are phenomenal companies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it, but they weren't a good fit for me. Therefore, I don't want to go into those doors and try to coach someone on how to be a better executive at one of those companies. I just don't feel like I, I, I want to do that. Now, you've mentioned the, t- the term fit a couple of times, I think three or four times, both looking at you finding clients, but also you working for different companies. What does that mean? What does fit mean? So the coaching industry, it's, it's kind of, go back to the analogy with a, with a fitness in, uh, instructor, right? So if you want to, um, if you just want to lose weight, you might hire a dietary supplementary coach. Um, if you want to gain muscle mass, you, you might work with someone that lifts weights. Or maybe you go to a gym that doesn't lift weights. It's all about your body weight, like lifting and moving your body weight. So there's different types of coaches that help you focus on what you're trying to oh, achieve. Sure. It's the same thing in the coaching industry. So some coaches are really focused on marketing or sales growth or, in, in my case, exit and transition planning, um, things like that. Um, and then that's part of the fit. What is your problem and does, does the coach have the, the right tools and techniques to help you in your problem? Mm-hmm. The, other pro- the other fit piece is, is do, you, do you like me and do I like you? Um, this is a relationship. And so... Um, you have to build a good relationship with your coach. Um, you have to respect them. They have to respect you. Uh, they may not want to work in your industry. Like I don't want to walk through the doors of P&G, so I'm not going to probably ever work with an executive at P&G. If I was asked to do that, I would probably refer them to another coach that I know that does more executive coaching in large organizations. So that's fit. That uh, makes sense. And looking at the entire career that you've had so far in the coaching realm, and then before we get into some of the, the deep dive over the next couple months, what has been the best part about the transition from going from corporate America in your history to the business coaching side of it? Well, that's kind of a personal question, but I'll answer it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so the reason I left the corporate world was I was working too many hours and I was traveling almost 100% of the time. And I had two boys that were on the edge of being teenagers. They're now 17 and 13, or 17 and 15, excuse me. You should know that. 15-year-old is going to be mad at me (laughs) for this when he listens to this. But he'll be 16 in just a couple of months. That's crazy. But anyways, um, I realized the work ethic I was putting in, the amount of hours and the time I was away from them, uh, I was probably not going to have a relationship with them by the time they got to college age. And so uh, that was one of the things I talked to my boss about in the corporate world. Um, and so when I exited, I didn't want to go back to 60 hour, 70 hour weeks and heavy travel, but that's really what I was qualified to do. Mm. Uh, I was a COO and I was managing multiple plants around the country and around the world. So that's kind of what I was good at. So when I took on coaching, I hoped I could build a business. It's been great. It's been a blessing to my family from that perspective. But the best reason about it is the fact that I'm home for dinner every night. Uh, my now 15 year old, um, 
has said no less than four times in the last two weeks that things are so different now that dad is home all the time. Oh. And that makes a world of difference to me. That makes sense. So it's the family first mentality. It's the why. That's my why of what I do. It's your family. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, this was the inaugural episode of On It, Not In It with Todd Epper, owner of Focal Point Business Coaching of Ohio. Anything else we're going to add for next month? No, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Absolutely.